Welcome all campuses all the way from Kaitaia to Whangarei City, of course, uh, West here and Rotorua and also Sydney. Always good to have everybody joining together, especially at the beginning of a new year. So I've got a message God's put on my heart. So come on, let's just pray together, shall we? Holy Spirit, we just welcome your presence. Thank you that you are with us as we launch into another year, 2023, filled with hope, filled with dreams and expectations. Holy Spirit, would you just deposit a word within our spirits, in our hearts, our minds, that's going to help us passage more successfully and victoriously through 2023. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you and ask you, have your way in our services and in our hearts. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Well, two men were walking through a field and they saw this enraged bull pursuing them. Imagine that. It'd be pretty frightening, wouldn't it be scary? So anyway, they ran towards the fence, but they soon realized they weren't going to make it. The bull was going to get them. And so terrified, one of the men said, hey, John, put up a prayer. John said, oh, man, I can't have never prayed in public all my life. His friend said, John, this is desperate. You better pray now. And he said, well, I'll pray the only prayer that I know, the one that my father used to pray before a meal. Father, for what I'm about to receive, for what we are about to receive, make us truly thankful. <laughs> well, I don't know what happened, whether the bull got them or not. <clears throat> Thankfulness. It's a fantastic thing. They say two of the most powerful words are thank you. Wow, amazing, isn't it? But it's true. When I think about what's happening around the world, and maybe you do as well, you see these refugees, you know, or, or people leaving one country, trying going across dangerous waters to find place in another land. Many of them die in the process. They just never make it to the other side. Then others live in these war-torn nations like Ukraine, living in fear every day. People are getting injured. Family members are being killed. Then there's all those who are starving. Millions across the globe. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, will die of starvation tonight. When I think of all the troubles in the world out there, and yet I still complain <laughs> about my lot here in New Zealand. Some call it the land of milk and honey. Well, maybe it's not quite that, but it's certainly a lot better than all these things that I've talked about. I wonder what God thinks about my complaining. Yeah, it's a challenge, isn't it? Challenge for you and challenge for me. So why don't we explore this truth of thankfulness because I want you to set a goal. I want us to set a goal that this year, 2023, we're going to, with God's help, develop a heart of greater thankfulness. And even if we can give thanks to God every day of our lives, it would be a great achievement. One of the problems is this. Negative things impact us far more than something positive. One negative event can almost impact us more than 20 blessings that come our way. Isn't it amazing how that happens? That's why God says in Psalm 103, verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his blessings. But if you're like me, short memory on blessings and a long memory on the negative things that happen in my life and your life. One of the best things 
you've got children that you can do for them is teach them gratitude. Teach them to say thank you. You don't want your kids to grow up like this boy I heard about. He's given an orange. And his mother said, what do you say to the nice man that gave you this orange? The little boy thought about it, took the orange, handed it back to the man and said, peel it. Hmm, well, I don't know. Good clip over the years on that one, maybe. I'm not sure what you'd do. You don't want your kids ending up like that, do you? You know, if, you, if your kids came up to you and said, Mum, Dad, gosh, just thanks for everything you do for me. Wouldn't that go a long way? Instead of maybe what often happens, uh, I want this, I want that, and why won't you do this for me? <laughs> it's like, just ungrateful. Do you reckon that maybe sometimes God looks at us and he says, you're no better than those kids. He said, do this for me, do that for me, and God, why won't, why won't you do this for me? So we can look at our kids. Maybe there's a bit of a reflection in ourselves sometimes that we may not be that much better to our father. They're not that great to their natural father, and we're not that awesome to our our, our heavenly father. So it's, it's, it's a, something we need to learn. Here's this quote that I read, or I read this statement. A thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all other virtues. Wow, the parent of all other virtues. Someone said, gratitude is a divine emotion. It fills the heart. I thought about that. Every time you spend time giving thanks, it does something good inside you. It is a divine emotion. So the more we do it, the better off we are going to be. They did a survey a number of years ago. Some of you have heard about this. 90,000 people surveyed Christians from 300 different churches. They found that the Christians that were growing tremendously in God, they were serving, they were sold out for God and just loved God. It's kind of like they said they're off the charts in God. And they found that these people that were in that category had one common overriding um, characteristic, and that was they were people of thankfulness and people of gratitude. Wow, the impact of this is, it's be, as I've looked at it, it's almost hard to believe how powerful thankfulness is. I read this amazing article on seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude. So tune into this because you're going to be surprised by some of it, but it does come from research. So the first one is it can open the door to more relationships and help us to win new friends. This was a study done in 2014 published in Emotion. They found that thanking a new acquaintance makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship. A little thank you for someone who does you a little favor um, can be a key to unlock uh, doors that may hide unseen future benefits and blessings or favors in your direction. So it can lead to new relationships and new opportunities just by being thankful. It does make sense though, doesn't it? We're drawn to people who are thankful and people who thank us for the things that we do for them. The second thing, we've heard this one so often, it improves physical health. So according to a 2012 study in personality and individual differences, uh, they found that um, thankfulness, with thankfulness you experience fewer pains and 
you know, and you have better physical health as well. So grateful people, think about this, they say also more likely to take care of their health. Wow. They're more likely to exercise more often. And they're more likely to go to a doctor for checkups and therefore live longer. This thing of thankfulness, according to research, is quite, I found quite amazing. The third one, it improves psychological health. So it reduces toxic emotions like frustration, envy, resentment, regret. Robert Emmons is a leading gratitude researcher. And he says gratitude increases happiness and reduces depression. Just so many benefits. So that's three. The fourth one is this. It enhances empathy and reduces aggression. There was a 2012 study at the University of Kentucky. They said thankfulness results in better social behavior. Wow. That really surprised me. That you're less likely to retaliate um, when not treated well or given negative feedback. So increases empathy, reduces transgression. Seems to me like thankfulness it kind of does... A work deep in our hearts and deep in our lives actually transforms our personality being more Christ-like and our responses are a lot better in so many different situations. Number five, they say you'll sleep better. Here's a thought that I read. Uh, taking 15 minutes to jot down a few grateful thoughts before going to bed may help you to sleep better and to sleep longer. Think about that. Going to bed each night taking a few minutes, write down the things you're thankful for about that day. Do you reckon that would work? Campuses? <laughs> what do you reckon? Kaitaia? Whangarea? I reckon there's a good thought there. I don't know about taking 15 minutes. I don't know if many of us would do that. But what about 15 seconds? What about a minute? Just before you go to bed. God, I thank you for A, B, C, D. Try it. <laughs> it may just work. Number six, it improves self-esteem and reduces social comparison. That's what research is telling us. So rather than being resentful towards people with more money and better jobs and maybe more gifts, thankful people actually feel pleased for those people. Wow, I wouldn't mind having a bit more of that one in my, one, my life. The last one from research is that increases mental strength. Gosh, isn't it, aren't we in a day where we need mental strength, where we need the ability to cope with the challenges, the stresses, which aren't going to get easier. They're there, and we're going to have to confront them. So they say that thankfulness reduces stress and can play a major role in overcoming trauma. So in 2006, research or study done on the Vietnam War. Many of you will remember that. The veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. Gratitude reduced that, the, the post-traumatic stress disorder. So gratitude was a major contributor also to resilience following the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Here's a thought for you. In the midst of struggle and trial, being thankful can increase your resilience. 
And aren't we living in a day and age where we need more and more resilience in our lives to handle what's being thrown, thrown at us? So in tough times, learn thankfulness. A woman wrote, I love this story, about a cousin of her cousin invited them to a Thanksgiving dinner in uh, March. Now, in the US, Thanksgiving is in November, but this was only in March. So it was, what, the, what, what they were doing was not celebrating an early Thanksgiving, but her husband had finished some hospital tests. Everything was okay. So they had a Thanksgiving dinner. Went on to say that some years they had 10 Thanksgiving dinners. Every time something really good happened. Maybe there was a promotion. Maybe there's some sort of an achievement. Maybe some blessing came their way. So they'll stop and have a Thanksgiving dinner. I reckon that's a cool idea, hey? Especially if it's chicken curry. Hey, imagine that. Thanksgiving. Hey, I, I reckon we should have one every week, quite frankly. So isn't that a great thought, though? Why don't you put that into the back of your mind? The next time something really good happens in your family, your circumstances, a Thanksgiving dinner. If you can't be bothered doing a Thanksgiving dinner, maybe go to a restaurant. If you can't afford a restaurant, go to McDonald's. Do something. And I reckon, I reckon, get the attention of heaven. I think, man, here's a thankful person. Here's a thankful family. And the more thankful we are, I think the more God will bless us. Colossians 2 and verse 7 says this, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Abounding in thanksgiving. That's where we want to get to. Another study showed that thanksgiving is a key to a strong family. Well, how does that work? Well, Dr. Nick Stinnett of the University of Nebraska did research to discover qualities common in strong families. They found six qualities but they said a major quality in those six was this whole area of, or the most important he found was appreciation. And what that meant was each family member experienced thanks for each member, what each member did, and for who they were. Imagine that in your family, expressing thanks for each member, you know, your wife or your husband or kids or who, what, what they do. You appreciate that, that, what they do, but you also appreciate who they are. They're all different. They've all got gifts and abilities and strengths and weaknesses, but man, we just look, I just value you as my wife, as my husband, as one of my children, as my mum, as my dad. They reckon if you can develop that in your culture of your home and family, it's going to make for a stronger family. I reckon that would work. <clears throat> I reckon that would, I'm sure that that would actually be true. Kenny Rogers, he had that song as a husband, I guess, or a wife, actually. Uh, Buy me a rose, call me from work, open the door for me, what would it hurt? How about that, men? Maybe your wife is saying to you, buy me a rose, <laughs> call me from work, open the door for me, what would it hurt? And wives, word to the wives. Don't let some balding put you off that husband, that handsome young man that you married some time ago. And don't let that expanding waistline deter you 
And uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Be thankful. Look, they're going to age. Some few wrinkles are going to come. Here's, look, my hair used to be black. Now, colour's changed. Hey, but my wife needs to be thankful that I've still got some hair. <laughs> look, however you look at it, you know, just develop a strong family. Appreciate one another. Every member of the family, value them. And it'll really add a lot of strength to your family. And hey, parents, just a word to you as well. Think you've escaped it? No, you haven't escaped. How about being thankful for those times that your children have brought you some joy or some delight? Some of you might be struggling to think when that might have happened, but I'm sure it's happened a few times. They've added something into your life. Yeah, sure, they've been rascals for the last few days and whatever, but there's been times where they've done something that's thrilled your heart and brought you joy. Be thankful for that. <clears throat> Missionary Benjamin Weir was held hostage in Lebanon, imprisoned in miserable conditions for 16 months. So at his first interview, they asked him how he spent his time and how he dealt with the boredom and the despair. They were shocked by his answer. He simply said, I counted my blessings. That's how I passed the day. That's how I dealt with my despair. And they said, really? Prison? What blessings? What he said? He said, well, some days I got to have a shower. I was thankful to God. I was thankful for that. He said, other times, <laughs> this is not something I'd be thankful for, but he said, other times, occasionally there was vegetables <laughs> in my meal. I'd actually think that was a punishment. But anyway, he saw it as a, a blessing, and, um, <laughs> which, was, which was great. And then he also said this, I could always be thankful for the love of my family. Wow. And so he overcame adversity with thankfulness. Although he was physically in bondage, mentally he was somewhat free because he learned to give thanks to God in the harshest circumstances. Wow. Thanks to God in the harshest th circumstances. Another reason to be thankful for struggles. I don't know about you, but I think in struggles, many times we discover some strengths we didn't know we had. Or we discover some gifts that we didn't know that we had. And I think we need to learn to appreciate our trials more. Now, I know that's a tough call, but God just does so much good in our lives. We grow in God. We mature in God. Hopefully we develop some of the, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And in hard times, I don't know about you, you get more desperate for God. And you ex tend to experience Him more. Somehow His presence increases at times. The Word becomes more alive. Your hunger for God. You know when you're going through a real struggle, you come to a service... You, you kind of tune into the songs, you listen to the message because you're desperate to hear something that's going to help you. So it, it has a way of drawing you closer to yourself, to, to God, and also increases your dependence on God. So that's no wonder the Bible champions all went through so many difficult times. I think 
in the midst of it all, God was doing some incredible things that he could do another no other time. They say some of, some of the best fruit can only grow in the harshest winter conditions. Some fruit. So there is some fruit in our lives that it actually does take trials to develop them in our lives. And we can come out knowing God more. So let's be more thankful in the midst of our trials. No wonder it says in the Bible, and everything gives thanks, even in the tough times and the good times. Because in it, through it all, God is wonderfully at work. Now here's another thought for you. One thought that I really like. We need to learn to be thankful for the contribution other people have made in our lives. How I've got to, how you've got to where you are today, if you track back over your life, there will be so many people, fives, tens, twenties or more of people somewhere along the line who contributed to your life and added to it and helped you to get to the place that you are today. Can you think of some people right now, you know, that, that have played a part in your life and we need to take time um, to acknowledge them and thank them if we can, because we easily forget those who have helped us along the way. But I tell you what we don't forget, those who have not been nice to us, <laughs> those who have given us a hard time. You know, we, we remember there, we can list their names off there written in our black book. But what about a white book with all the people that have done all the good things in our lives? It's what I said earlier on, the negative seems to overwhelm us and the good just seems to get lost in the background. Famous uh, singer, Gloria Estefan, she had this article in Reader's Digest many, many years ago and uh, she showered words of appreciation on her first grade school teacher who helped her to adjust to school, to overcome bullying and to learn English. Is there a teacher that you can think of? that really helped you through your school years? Was there a lecturer? Was there somewhere along the line that got you through a difficult patch? So Gloria, who was a great singer, she went a step further and she arranged for her teacher to attend a concert, no doubt free of charge, where she was actually performing, just to express her gratitude to someone who had helped her along the way. John F. Kennedy, that great president, said we must find time to stop and thank the people who make a difference in our lives. Stop. Take time. What about tomorrow? What about next week? Is there someone that you need to thank? Someone you just need to express your appreciation to? Boy, it'll take you a few moments to do it. It may mean the world to the person on the receiving end of it. Those two words. Thank you. So, so powerful and life-changing. That's why 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything give thanks. Not for everything, but in everything. Find something to thank God for. That's the requirement of the word of God. They say one of the signs that we are maturing as Christians is we can give thanks in difficult seasons. Rather than screaming and complaining and rushing off and, you know, all the stuff that we can easily do, you know, having a meltdown <laughs> in tough times, when it gets hard, when we can still give thanks to God, still worship Him and stay close to Him, that's a sign that we're maturing uh, in God. 
And don't forget, at the heart and the core of Christianity is an old rugged cross. That's hardship. That's sacrifice. That's difficulty. Jesus said, take up your cross daily and follow me. So when it gets hard, when it gets tough, it's not a time to run away. It's not a time to back off. It's not a time to skip church, stop serving. No, it's time to give thanks. Then we're maturing as believers in Christ. St. Francis of Assisi, that spiritual legend, said this, in times of great darkness, he committed himself to being grateful. Are you in a time of great darkness? Are you struggling? Are you battling through something at this time in your life? Can you develop and commit yourself to an attitude of gratitude and thankfulness? If you do, I believe it's going to significantly help you through the trial, that, the darkness that you are facing right now in your life. So why would God, I think I've answered this question, ask us to be thankful when it's so tough? God only ever asks you to do what's best for you. If it's going to help you in your journey, in your life, in your well-being, if you do what God says, that's why he asks us to do those things. In the midst of struggle, to give thanks, to give praise, to worship, because that's what's going to help us get, get through the difficulties that we are facing. You know, thankful heart is a key to the internal health of your soul. Internal health of your soul. You know, life presents us with hurts and disappointments, but thankfulness, listen to this, can protect us from bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. Those are three big numbers today. Resentment, you know, bitterness, unforgiveness. And you don't want to get caught by those. They're a deadly trap. But thankfulness can help us make our way through that. Nick Visevich, Visevich, something like that, said, I never met a bitter person who was thankful, and I never met a thankful person who was bitter. It's a challenging thought, isn't it? Psalm 69, verse 30 to 31. I'll praise the name of God with a song. I'll magnify him with thanksgiving. This shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bull. Another thing thankfulness does as we begin to wrap this up is it releases miracles or can release miracles. Psalm 50, verse 23. He who sacrifices thank offerings honors me and prepares a way that I may show him the salvation of God. Salvation includes deliverance, healing, breakthrough, whatever is our need. Daniel 6, verse 10. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and he prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since his early days. Daniel had a thankful heart. When he was thrown to the lions, God delivered him and set him free. Jonah in the belly of the whale. What does he do? Jonah 2, 9 and 10. I'll sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. It's in the belly of a whale. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish. And it vomited Jonah onto dry land. When your life is filled with thanksgiving, it is a key to release miracles in our lives. Well, how is your thanksgiving muscle? How developed is it? Is it strong? Is it weak? Is it floppy? Is it a massive bicep? <clears throat> Thankfulness is learned behavior. We learn to be thankful. You never have to learn to complain. <laughs> I can complain. No one has to tell me to complain. I don't have to crank myself. I'm saying, well, I'm going to go and complain about this thing that's having that driver on the road or, or whatever. I, no, no, no. Complaining is it's the easiest thing. But thankfulness takes effort. 
takes discipline, takes faith. It is learned behavior. So why don't you take a few moments? I want to encourage you each day to focus on all that you have and not what you don't have. See, for me, to grow a thankful heart, I have to turn my heart into a garden of thankfulness. So I have to sow seeds of thankfulness in my heart. And I do that pretty much every day. I get up and I thank God for the day before. I thank God for other things in my life. I've, I've developed this culture in my heart, this garden of thankfulness. I, I'm sure it needs to get a whole lot better, uh, but I'm actually working at developing this learned behavior of thankfulness. Cicero said, a thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all other virtues. So let's do everything we can this year, 2023, to develop the rich soil of thankfulness in our hearts. If we do, it will release tremendous blessing in our lives. Someone said, if you want to turn your life around, try thankfulness. If you want victory in your life, more victory, adopt a lifestyle of thanksgiving and watch God work mightily for you. Thankfulness is one of the greatest qualities and virtues for you and I to develop in our lives and leads us to a more and more blessed life. Hey, campuses, thank you so much for joining with us today. Enjoy the rest of your service. May God richly bless you.